0: Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Well, it is Tuesday, March 9th, 2010, and episode number 53 already of Timberwolves Explosion. We're back once again to talk about three losses. this is beyond belief. Yeah, it's getting, uh, it's getting to that point. It, it's getting to that point because it's not like any of the three losses Came out in a classy fashion. It was more like this. Such an asinine, ball brain, cockamamie, ridiculous fashion. It was, uh, yeah, it was a little more similar to that. Uh, <laughs> maybe not quite as bad, but pretty close. It was pretty close. It wasn't a, the uh, the easiest game. Uh, it wasn't the easiest product to watch the past week. It really wasn't. Oh for 3, the Wolves, not looking good at all. Of course, we're going to review those three games. It was uh Dallas, Houston, and Dallas. The Houston game, though, absolutely fit in with uh, the rant that you just heard. It fit in pretty good. It was uh, pretty rough. But we may have a possible solution this year, folks. That'll be the next topic, of course. We're going to review the games, and then we're going to get into something uh I think is going to be kind of fun to talk about. Yeah, it's draft-related, and it's a potential... uh Player that I'm already uh, already endorsing the Timberwolves for for the Timberwolves in this coming draft, and a possible uh, well, a secondary endorsement of another player in the draft. Be- two completely different positions, and of course, depending on where the Timberwolves where the chips fall as they may per se in the draft. For looking at the one or two or the four or five, whatever three you know three four five. Hopefully three or four-ish, we'll say, for that secondary uh, option because it might be a little bit challenging to get that guy number five. Of course, if we do get fifth, yeah, I'll have to endorse somebody else at that point in time, and we'll get to that one when, when it matters. So, yeah, those are the two topics, and of course, I have a bit to get into, or like a new nickname, I guess we'll say, should the very first endorsement take place, which should be, a, let's just say it would be a lot of fun, and uh, the Timberwolves defense would get even better, and the explosiveness of this team would get extremely exciting. And of course, you know, it's, uh, it's one of two people. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you, uh, you may suspect it's one, but it might just might be the other. And, uh, but I'll describe as to why I'll state my case as to why this could really, really improve the Minnesota Timberwolves in, in a massive, massive way. We're talking pretty exciting stuff next year. Pretty exciting stuff. Now, of course, we always talk about how the Timberwolves are going to be close to becoming a playoff team next year. And we keep saying that, you know, and, you know, this time of year, that, that next year will be a lot better. And here we are again right now looking at, you know, second-worst record in all of basketball. That's where the frustration comes in. And that's where the game reviews come in. Oh, how exciting. Aren't you pumped? Yeah, I am too. The good news is, though, the Wolves played pretty darn good on Wednesday, March 3rd, last week. The first game to review, of course. The Wolves had a few games off, a few days off. Al Jefferson, unfortunately, has more than a few days off from the court, but no time off on the practice court. They pretty much kicked his butt, um, which is good. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into the third game at uh, Al Jefferson. Woo! Let's just, (laughs) he, he looks pretty good. Let's just say maybe any kinks in the armor, per se, that were showing up all season. Hmm. Well, he must have done something. He must have oiled them a little bit. Looked pretty good last night. Of course, that's the last game we'll get to review. The Minnesota Timberwolves lose only 119, or 112, excuse me, to 109. In a pretty competitive game in Dallas, Texas, Jason Terry was pretty good in this game, of course. He scored 26 points overall. Well, he was hit in the face by Corey Brewer, which led to a swell, a major swelling in his eye. An actual facial surgery and the guy is out until at least yeah, maybe about two weeks, up to about two weeks, possibly longer depending on just how bad it is. Um, it was just crazy. Corey Brewer had the ball, made his little turn with his elbows and I went right into Jason Terry's face. Very unfortunate there. I'm not a big fan of Jason Terry's anymore. He drives me nuts. I think he's a cocky son of a gun. But, uh, yeah, no, that doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean I can do, or, that doesn't mean I'm happy about what happened. That's uh, unfortunate. Dirk Nowitzki chimes in about Jason Terry. He's tough, but he'll be all right. So that's all Nowitzki had to say about that. Uh, we'll get back to the actual quotes here in a second. I'm going to try to keep these game reviews slightly shorter so I can get to the next bit faster and uh, have more time with it. Darko Milicic, of course, well, I won the bet, I guess you could say. He's now the starting center for the Timberwolves, well, for two games anyway. He played only 14 minutes, but was 3 of 3 from the floor It was fairly effective. Nothing, uh, nothing major though. Only two rebounds in that time and four personal fouls. He's kind of up and down at this point because he's still kind of trying to break through that physical wall, as you like to, as we like to call it. But as we continue the review, Corey Brewer, the mentioned Corey Brewer who accidentally hit uh, Terry in the face. Well, his uh, his three point streak continued. He was 2 of 6 from three point range. 6-16 Six from the floor, fairly explosive late, not just early. Johnny Flynn was, uh he had one of those games where he was on. He was on, he had that spark, unfortunately. It seems like, it seems like when he gets that spark to score, his assists go down like crazy. And that's a bummer. Last night was kind of the opposite. He really hardly scored at all, but his assists were up for a while, and then they just stayed the same. Mm-hmm, we'll get to that again later, I keep... Going into last night's game, I don't know why. Kevin loves minutes, of course, about uh, about as uh, about as much as they were when he started, kind of. About 32 and a half minutes. Only 5 of 9 from the floor at two three-pointers. 14 and 14 in the game. But really, it's not about the box score at all. It really isn't. And other than Ryan Hollins was excellent against his former club. Absolutely awesome. One of his best games of the whole year. 14.7 rebound game. The guy was all over the place. No blocks, though, of course. 6-7 to seven overall from the floor. Very aggressive, dunking on people. Hitting a couple of mid-range shots as well. Um, the story of the game, though, for the Wolves was the turnovers. 20 turnovers in the game. Just nasty. He had 6 turnovers for Corey Brewer, 4 turnovers for Johnny Flynn, and 4 turnovers for Kevin Love. Just an out-of-control just the, the Wolves play out of control at times, and uh, they've been out of control most of the year, and it's pretty frustrating, really, to be honest. Like people, A lot of people like to call Ramon Sessions a stabilizer, but hey, he makes some nasty passes, too, where he throws the ball in traffic, and it's just, great, thanks, or he'll step out of bounds or something stupid like that. Uh, <laughs> but nobody on this team probably drives me more nuts than Alexey Pavlovich. Just the stuff he does is insane. But we'll get to that again, some of the stuff I saw last night in particular. Just, wow, man, whoa. <laughs> the guy is really bad. That's all i got to say, just really bad. I, I, the only reason he's getting any playing time right now is because of Darko Milicic. Him and Darko Milicic are close uh, friends. I hope that doesn't mean he's going to be one of those bobos that the Wolves are going to keep for uh, an extended period of time in order to keep Darko Milicic. Ugh. Yeah, let's not even go there. Um, but yeah, J- Jason Terry. Every single time the Wolves play the Dallas Mavericks, Jason Terry hits everything in sight. I mean, it took an elbow in the face to finally get the guy out of there. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, the guy five of eight from the floor, from three point range, 50 percent overall uh, from the floor, twenty six points. The guy just absolutely tears the Wolves to pieces, and it's always from three point land, especially the Mavericks drive me nuts with their three points, uh, their three pointers. At times it feels like they're rubbing it in, and other times it's just it's just who they are. The uh, Air has become a really nice weapon off the bench. I mean, he's been valuable every single time we play the Dallas Mavericks. Berea had to start in place of Jason Kidd in this particular game. Jason Kidd rested yet again. Um, oh, goody. He didn't rest last night, though. Berea not quite as good as he was the previous time around. Three assists. Last time he had nine. <laughs> he had nine more last night as well. Uh, The Wolves are still yet to get nine assists in a game, by the way, from a single player. Just uh, getting weird. It's getting pretty weird. Um, It was a fairly entertaining game. The Wolves were, uh, it looked like the Wolves were going to lose the whole time, though, until late when they made just a nice little surge in the third and fourth quarters around there. They made a nice surge to keep it very close and even took a small lead for a while. But things just, uh, things as usual, just didn't go our way, unfortunately. As uh, F- Flynn and Terry traded three-pointers, Dirk Nowitzki hit the go-ahead shot, making it 99-98. to 98. This was in the fourth, game, fourth, uh, fourth quarter, but then Dallas held on to the lead, and that was the end of it. Unfortunately, once Dirk Nowitzki hit that shot, you could just kind of feel it disappearing. Dallas, at that point, had their first nine-game winning streak in a couple of years. Dirk Nowitzki didn't shoot very well, but he made all ten of his free throws. This, was, by the way, was his 900th game with in the NBA. With Dallas and the NBA, he started in 98, of course. Uh, drafted by the Bucks, traded to Dallas, one of the more lopsided trades in NBA history. Dirk Nowitzki chimes in, or Dirk Nowitzki, Kurt Ramis chimes in. We made some silly mistakes, which has been a hallmark of our team. But I'm proud of how hard they played. Yeah, 22 turnovers, not 20. 22 turnovers in the game. That led to 29 Dallas points. It didn't really help us in the fourth quarter any more than it did the whole game. Flynn comments, they bring out the best in us. (laughs) It's a really good matchup for us. We turn the ball over too much. It's a recurring theme for us. We've got to get better at finishing off games. (laughs) What we've got to get better at is finishing off games. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that would about be... And one of the most obvious statements in Timberwolves history, I have to say, right there. Um, it's <laughs> if I haven't gone off on that topic enough this year, then uh, forgive me because uh, I have gone. <laughs> I think I have. I've gone on that topic about a billion times. And, uh, the lack of finishing for this team is is like historic. It's it's unbelievable. So now we'll go to the most lopsided, ugly, crappy game: Minnesota and Houston. Yeah, these games, Minnesota and Houston never work out. Aaron Brooks always seems to make every shot in sight, or at least shoot about a billion times and then get enough in to to get his points up high. (laughs) I mean, he gets enough attempts, that's for sure. Scola was ridiculous in this game. 25-point, 21-rebound game. There was a point that I was tweeting on uh, the Wolves Explosion Twitter, Timberwolves Explosion Twitter, but it comes as Wolves Explosion Twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Please do give that a follow. Twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. One word, of course. No slash or anything like that. Um, I was going to, yeah, I was saying, how many rebounds is is Skola going to get? 30? I mean, what the hell? Dark Milicic also in this game was uh, pretty, pretty fun to watch. Remember how he, he kind of tends to have these bipolar type games. Another bipolar deal. Oh, and by the way, Kevin Martin was all over the place as well with 30 points. Just, uh, man, the the the, the Houston Rockets have a chance to be a pretty good team if they're able to keep things together here and to stay healthy and all that good stuff. Especially if Yao Ming comes back. Watch out for the Houston Rockets. Kevin Love had a really good game overall, though, with three blocks, two steals, four assists, 11 rebounds, 20 points. He was all over the place, but he didn't shoot all that well. He just didn't. Uh, he shot an awful lot. This is one of the games where he just was, and it was exactly about thirty-two and a half minutes again, which is kind of funny. Darko started and played almost thirty-two minutes. That's a lot of playing time for Darko. Uh, his offensive game has completely disappeared from whatever it may have been earlier in his career. Uh, I gotta think. Hopefully, as he continues to finally be be back with the team and practicing again, that he'll get it back. That he'll get the, his sharpness back. I guess you can say. But his his passing steals are pretty good. Uh, he's got a little bit of uh, Arvidas Sabonis in him. Yeah, he's got a little bit of Arvidas Sabonis in him. Pretty pretty quick, quick with the hands is Darko Milicic, and uh, I really like what I see out of him. I really do. Nine rebounds as well. And other than that, those are the two main guys that really stood out in this game. Sessions was solid, nothing spectacular. He was, but he was you know he was good enough. He was an above average. Back a point guard, you can say, is what Ramon Sessions was. Uh, Hollins had another really epic game for his standards. Seven, all, he had all seven of his shots, mostly dunks into uh, close range, of course. 15.5 rebound performance. He did manage to get a block as well. So finally a block for Ryan Hollins. That's like a, <laughs> that's like a headline news, pretty much. Um, but it was one of those games, the Wolves are just getting pounded the whole way. They start, they made it interesting with a couple threes. Early in, the, early in the fourth, late in the third, you can see a couple of three-pointers, nice little 7-0 run, and that was the end of that pretty quick. Um, not the most exciting finish for the Wolves, and uh, it's just like, whatever. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Um, nothing really exciting to talk about in this game, and I'm just going to get a couple of quotes here before I move on. I'm right about to, though. <laughs> Kurt Ramos chimes in on Skola that he saying. Scola's a terrific ball player. He really understands the game. Uh, it's pretty simple, and yeah, I I actually do like Scola. I mean, I for the longest time I wasn't sure really how good he is. Like, is he really that good, or is he you know is he just this kind of role player who's lucky enough to be on a team where he's able to start? Is he one of those kind of guys? Well, he's become a lot more than that. Uh, Scola is at very least becoming a PJ Brown type out there, guy you who know, can get tons of rebounds and and you know and score on the inside. He's 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 kind of like another PJ Brown. I'm 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 impressed. By the way, there was an 18-1 burst or burst or whatever run for the Houston Rockets early in the game too. That's when things just got crazy. Um it was pretty fr- pretty frustrating. And remember how yeah, I was I was saying there was a 9-0 run not a 7-0 run. That was when the Wolves could pretty much say goodbye to the ball game later on early in that fourth quarter. Kevin Love comments on that actual topic. That's been our Achilles heel all year long. We need to stop that, but it's easier said than done. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that is an understatement. It's funny, though. Yeah, I mean, the Wolves have struggled in the perimeter. You know, but, I mean, down low, you think of how bad the Wolves struggle down low, but the Wolves generally struggle on the perimeter as well. And it's not, and it's not about, they don't they don't take away the passing lane. Oh, they do a good job of that. But they just give up three pointers like, like, like I've never seen. I've never seen a team give up more three pointers than the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. Uh, it, it's so bad, it's unbelievable. It's worse than when we had uh, Chauncey Billups at shooting guard or Wally Zerbiak at shooting guard. They just give up threes. They don't even care. It's funny because you think our best defenders are our perimeter players, like Johnny Flynn and, uh, Corey Brewer. So why are all these guys getting all these three point shots? What's going on? It's, uh, it's beyond, beyond bad. I just, I'm so sick of it. It's tough to watch and, uh, Houston Rockets, no different than the Dallas Mavericks from the Beyond the Arc. 11 of 26 from Beyond the Arc. It's just like, oh my God. I'm, I'm so tired of it. 4 of 10 for Kevin Martin. He attempted 10 three pointers. And you don't even really think of Houston as a three-point shooting team; they kind of are, but but for crying out loud! I mean, my God, are you even trying to guard the three-point shot at all? Mm. That's the one thing that I'm a little, bit, just a little bit concerned with this team long term, unless they change some type of defensive scheme on these three on the three-point attempts. I mean, they take away the passing lane, which I really like, and that could get even that could get even better, but the three-point the, the lack of even interest in stopping three point shots is beyond me. I I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's weird. It really is. And it's definitely become a tell across the league. Go ahead and just launch threes against the Wolves, you'll you'll be uh, <laughs> you'll be hitting them because there won't be much defense against them because we we get over aggressive chasing chasing the ball and all of a sudden up oh, the guys wide open boom, you know, they just pass it out, they kick it out, and whoever is wide open for three, boom, you know, like Jason Terry, like Aaron frickin' Brooks, that guy's constantly launching threes, Mr. Chris Rock Jr., basically is what Aaron Brooks is, um, and no, he's a, yeah, and he's a lot better than Aaron Brooks, the quarterback of the Saints, by the way, he's a lot better at his sport. Uh, man, that's, <laughs> it's, it's just so bad watching these threes over and over and over again. And I'm the kind of guy, yeah, I mean, every time the opponent hits a three, I get pissed. So you can only imagine how pissed off I get watching this all year. I mean, I hate it. You want to piss me off? Hit a three against me. I mean, I I get pissed. <laughs> so you get the idea there. That's a little bit of a mini rant, I guess. That just kind of had to come out. It just it just had to. Just because it can. So uh, oh my God, it just pisses me off. The wolves also. This is another thing that pisses me off. We went out. Of, we went without a field goal. For 8 minutes and 10 seconds. This is around the fourth quarter. And then the Wolves were down by 20. Boom. Down by 20. The Wolves made it really interesting with a huge 17-4 to run. The Wolves made a nice run, but then Scola knocked down shots. Brooks, again, the same old crap. Another three-pointer from Aaron Brooks. It's like, pop, pop, turn off the TV if you didn't already. Uh, <laughs> no, and I didn't do that. It's just, that's what you think about. It's like, screw this. And here's the line of the year right here. Well, one of the million lines of the year from Kurt Rambis. Fairly typical game for us. Mm-hmm. Pockets are playing well, and pockets are playing very poorly. Well, there it is, folks. That's uh, pretty much sums it up. Kurt Rambis definitely... Uh, on the ball with that comment. That's all I gotta say. Let's move on to the next game. I've had enough. I can't believe I actually talked as long as I did about that one. Monday, March 8th, my brother's 32nd birthday yesterday. Let's move on. Wolves and Dallas Mavericks. And you talk about sloppy. You talk about out of control. You talk about garbage. This game was really, really bad. It was really bad. It was out of control. 26 turnovers to the Wolves this time. It's uh It's getting to that point, folks. It's getting to that point where you start to simmer a little bit. It gets uh you just use, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Al Jefferson had 36 points in the game though. Look, that's not enough to work with. Yeah, and apparently no, it's not enough. That's the problem. It's uh It's not enough. That's where the frustration comes in again. Al Jefferson looked unbelievable from the get-go, and he looked unbelievable the entire game. Just absolutely tore it up. Very, very fun to watch. Um, <laughs> But that was it. That was about the end of the, the positivity. Yeah, Johnny Flynn had seven assists in the first half, but he didn't shoot well. Ramon Sessions was, as usual, he'll hit a couple shots. He actually was, okay, Ramon Sessions was actually pretty good in this game because he was slashing to the basket. That's a comment I'm, I am gonna I mentioned probably more than once this year. Ramon Sessions is good when he actually drives to the basket, but he does it so damn rarely you wonder, what the hell is he ever going to do? Is he ever going to just be himself like he was at the Bucks when he did slash to the basket and when he used to tear the wolves up? Yeah, he used to tear up Randy Foy. Remember that last year and the year before? And it was like, who the hell is Sessions? Who's this Raymond Sessions, as we like to call him at the time, not Ramon, because we, we didn't know better yet. Who the hell is Raymond Sessions tearing up the wolves? You know, it's like, man, this is weird. Well, he was a nice second round pick for the Bucks, and now he is a Timber Wolf. And it seems like clockwork, whenever there's kind of an upstart uh, free agent or whatever you want to call it, like an upstart young player that turns out to be better than you thought, they come here and they don't they don't really play the same way. It, it's man, does that ever get old? It's like, come on. Here we go, though, folks. Here we go. Here we go. Well, one thing that I also liked about Sessions, before I get into the next miniature little thing, is that, uh, yeah, there was a really nice give and go between Sessions and Milicic. I was pretty impressed. Uh, really well executed by both. Yeah, it's just one play, but, I mean, it, I liked it. I liked it. It was good basketball. Nice, quick passing. Milicic, as I mentioned, has about the softest, quickest hands that you're going to get for, for a seven-footer. Just Fantastic. Uh, yeah, he, he does remind me of Arvita Abonus. And one other quick thing, one other quick thing, So, since I'm in a, on the Darko topic, uh, I, uh, Kurt, I listened to Kurt Rambis on the Paul Allen show yesterday, and um, yeah, folks, I really do have a good feeling about Darko's future here, if he wants it. If Darko Milicic wants to be here, Kurt Rambis can see, sees a lot of stuff in him that can really be exciting. I mean, he Kurt Rambis went as far as to say that Darko Milicic has more talents. Talents. I'm not going to say talent with a T, but talents with an S, more or less. Uh, he has talents. It's a matter of him turning it into talent, so to speak, <laughs> like on the scoreboard and all that good stuff. Then Andrew Bynum. Then Andrew Bynum. And, yeah, Andrew Bynum is like an all-star center now for the Elliott LA Lakers when he's Finally stays healthy. It's about freaking time. Um, Darko Milicic. See, that's the thing. I was thinking that, too. You think about the well-rounded game of Darko Milicic. The shot blocking, the passing is outstanding. The rebounding, the, the general size. And, you know, he does have an offensive game better than, you know, what he's shown so far. It's because, he's you know, the offense is the part that really comes back once you get your legs back, and Darko does not have his legs back. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. Um, but that's the thing with Darko Milicic. He got buried uh, in his final year in Memphis and got absolutely buried, left for dead in New York. That ain't going to happen here in Minnesota. Darko Milicic has a legitimate chance to be a long-term starting center in Minnesota if he would like to be that. Now, of course, it's not going to happen probably right now just because, like I said, hitting the wall and all that stuff and like you see every day, I don't need to tell you that. Uh Very, very interesting, though, to see the continued development of Darko Milicic. And uh, he is he is exactly what the Timberwolves have needed at the center position since 1989. And have the Wolves had a player? <laughs> Anything near that? You know, have the Timberwolves ever had a center, really, since 1989? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they really haven't. Uh, I can't say they have. Roshan Asterovich, whatever. Weak, timid. M- mediocre defensively at best, mediocre rebounder at best, just absolutely timid player. Darko Milicic is not that kind of player. He's a lot more. He's a lot tougher than that. Um, and I, and other than that, Nesterovic was really the best center the Wolves ever had, and and that's pretty sad. That's pretty sad. <laughs> so now we'll get to the next topic. I'll we'll get off Darko. It's a quick little bit here about the game. It's just a quick thing. It's not even a topic. What I'm saying. It's just a quick. Uh, thing i saw last night now pavlovich got a steal right it's like here we go cool he got a steal uh when the dallas Mavericks were coming out of court he's he's like he's on the break here we go stole the ball on the break you know he took away the passing lane nice play kept going up the court there were two defenders coming up to him and and on him instead of even looking he didn't even look for the other players, I can't remember who they were. It was I think Corey Brewer was one of them, maybe Gomes or uh, Wilkins or I I can't remember exactly. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's a, I don't care if it's Michael Jordan or A.C. Earl, you know, trailing him. He didn't even look to see who was there to even make a pass. He just forced up the shot off the glass. Yeah, and off the glass is good, but the way he just kind of forced it up with defenders all over him and it bounced out. Those are free points. That's a fast break. Common sense is you get those defenders off the ground, you get them up in the air, and then you pass the ball to a wide-open guy. There's no chance they will be able to turn around and stop, whoever it is. And Pavlovich, just, I don't know what's wrong with him. And uh, it's stuff like that, It, it just drives me so crazy. That's the kind of stuff that would drive me crazy at, like, say, the YMCA or something like that. So why is it happening in the in the NBA? From a you know from come on Pavlovich, come on. And I know it happens in the NBA because even Johnny Flynn does stuff like that on occasion. Go go figure. But <laughs> but that's because he's really trying to kind of get something going at the very end of a game, maybe. Uh And there's really not as much of a passing lane. But Pavlovich, there. I mean, there wasn't even a passing lane. It was a passing. <laughs> field, I mean there was a field all he had to do was pretty much fling the ball Sky skyhook the ball over his head and I believe it was Corey Brewer or Ryan Holland, somebody like that and there would have probably been a layup or dunk but no, it's just stuff like that it's just one play, but I know it's stuff like that, and Pavlovich does that kind of same, similar type of stuff all the time and why is he even in the game why is he even in the game, it's just en- enough already, enough enough so that's pretty much the end of it. Great game by the Wolves. Just great. Yeah, they kept within 10 points like forever because they were screwing around. The Mavericks and the Wolves were. And it was just like, whatever. Whatever. Nobody really played well other than Al Jefferson, who totally tore it up. Uh, yeah, Ryan Hollins was playing okay for a while until all that garbage. <laughs> he was, Ryan, Holl, or Ryan Hollins was ejected in the game because he hit somebody again. This time it was. Nowitzki accidentally bumped him in the head when they were going for a rebound. Hollins already had an altercation, a near altercation with uh, Deshaun Stevenson earlier. He's just—he's just a little overzealous. It's funny though, The guy who's who's really active like that, going for rebounds and block shots and stuff. Yet he doesn't get rebounds or block shots. So what's going on here? Though Hollins did have one of his better rebounding games yesterday with eight. Give him credit there. Believe it or not. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki chimes in on that. Hollins is a little bit out of control, but hey, it happens. As he, Nowitzki was shrugging. Uh, more or less, it was about, uh, yeah, Nowitzki and uh, Rambus or Rambus, Nowitzki and Hollins kind of went at it a little bit. Nowitzki was kind of getting pissed off at Hollins. I don't know exactly what he'd say. Maybe shiza or something. <laughs> okay, that wasn't very appropriate. <laughs> That's a German swear word, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, Rambis' comment on that is I I don't like some of his decision making of course on Hollins but I like his aggressiveness when guys play hard there's a lot of physical contact tempers are going to flare, that's for damn sure Uh, Al Jefferson's comment is it was a lot of careless mistakes, we just didn't take care of the ball we've just been kind of struggling with that all year, ain't that the truth ain't that the truth overall from Al Jefferson but first, yeah, we'll get to the actual beginning part. Excuse me, <laughs> of how I mean, how Al Jefferson started out. He got eleven points right out the first six minutes. The Wolves actually led by ten points really early. Al Jefferson's comment was, "I was just real anxious to get back. I felt like I let my teammates down, let my fans down, and I was real anxious to get back and try to get a win. My confidence went up, and uh, that was the positivity of the game. Was flat out Al Jefferson. That's it. That's it. Other than that, it was out of control." I mean really out of control. Completely out of control. Al Jefferson dominated. Everybody else was uh, okay at best. Tucker Milicich had one of his more invisible games, unfortunately. Um, Sessions was solid. Sessions has actually been fairly solid the past few games, though he did make a couple of dumb turnovers as well. Flynn was just out of control, though. Out of control, as much as I love him. Out of control. Brewer, out of control. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the story of this game, and, uh, it's time to call it quits for that game and call it quits for this segment. Well, we're gonna get into my little bit here. It's draft related. We'll be right back after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion episode number 53, which is a reminder for iPod users along with MP3 players, Microsoft Zune, and all that good stuff, you know, other MP3 players. All right, well, once again, the Timberwolves are in the 1-2 to two range in the ping-pong balls. Well, they're not going to be number one with the ping-pong balls, but they might end up picking the first or second pick. There's a possibility. And at this point in time, folks, I don't know. I mean, yeah, John Wall, a lot of people are saying how he's this can't miss... You got to take him or, or shoot yourself in the head type of player. Um, and hey, if the Wolves took John Wall, they got the number one pick and they took him. I, you're not going to hear me come on this, the, the airwaves here in Timberwolves Explosion and and, why, and scream and complain. What were they thinking? Blah buty, blah buty, blah 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 blah. You know, you're not going to hear me say that. But at the same time, there is a player <laughs> in this draft, and you could probably guess who it is already. Who has. I am I, so endlessly impressed with him at this point in time. I am so endlessly impressed with him. And um, I've seen so much more out of him personally, in my, in, in my case, that might. Uh, that might mess up my opinion a little bit, as I'm searching for the words. <laughs> that might screw up my opinion a little bit, might uh, make me more biased. There we go, finally on on Evan Turner that uh I I would strongly consider taking Evan Turner even number 1 overall and of course if you get number 2 well you're going to get Evan Turner 99% chance unless uh, the other team does take him maybe they do maybe they do uh, i've heard from some sources that uh hey that's a possibility that some that turner could go number 1 we'll see We'll see. I mean, it's a, hey, and you know what? Again, I wouldn't say, say. It's just, like, what were they thinking? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I really wouldn't. As, uh, it's just been a, uh, it's just, I, I, I'm so impressed with Evan Turner, folks. I'm so impressed. The guy doesn't really do anything poorly. He really doesn't, and, uh, He's not like Mike James coming on the airwaves dropping a what do I do bad what do I do bad like a lot of us experienced sports fans or sports watchers sports opinion sports talkers whatever we whatever you want to call us gurus not to brag but gurus sure we're guru you know <laughs> people that have been around as long as long as long or longer you know you you, you know they're a fraud when they come up and talk like that uh, Evan Turner though some of you that may go all the way back, all the way back to the Paladino Live era, oh, two years ago now, the first half of 2008, when I talked Timberwolves, I was absolutely in love with OJ Mayo, <laughs> absolutely in love with OJ Mayo out of uh University of Southern Cal, Timberwolves actually did take him when they had the number three pick, I was all over OJ Mayo, OJ Mayo, OJ Mayo, the Wolves took him and of course traded him for Kevin Love, freed up Casface and Whatever. Well, Evan Turner, folks, he's he might end up being about twice as good as O.J. Mayo. He just might. I mean, there is something about this guy that is piquing my interest. Like I, uh, I, I just can't believe it. And you talk about needs on a team that needs a major star of some kind. And yeah, that could easily be John Wall. This team needs a megastar to go with their other stars, you could call them, if you want to call them that. Flynn and Jefferson and such. Because right now, none of them are really megastars. Evan Turner could become that. Um, uh, John Wall, too. Uh, e- either one of them really could become that megastar. And, uh, w- without even having to be, like, the leader of the team. Without even necessarily having to become the leader of the team, you could say because I think Johnny Flynn will be that if the Wolves do keep him. Evan Turner can play anything from the one to the three. And the other good part is, should you take Evan Turner, yeah, they list him as a shooting guard, but his size is such, you could potentially put him at small forward, and he's enough of a rebounder that you could put him at small forward, and he's a good enough passer as well. As is Corey Brewer, I mean, could you imagine... A one, two, three, you know, the point guard, shooting guard, small forward deal. With Johnny Flynn, Corey Brewer, and, and Evan Turner. One, two, three, just like that. Could you imagine the speed? And could you also imagine <laughs> the passing lane? The passing lane would disappear, I think, for opponents. Because Evan Turner, that's a huge part of his game. He takes away that passing lane a lot like Corey Brewer. A lot like Johnny Flynn. Yet Evan Turner's talent level might even exceed both of theirs. Uh, Well, obviously, it's going to exceed Corey Brewer's, I think. Corey Brewer's more of a really good role player slash fun-to-watch starter, you can say. Johnny Flynn, well, the sky's the limit for him, but you just don't know yet Uh, the evidence on the court in the NBA, isn't quite there yet, though I'm seeing a lot of the intangibles. That guy is going to be a major, major player in all that. But Evan Turner is going to be really good right away. He's going to be really good right away. And (laughs) if all three of those players take away the passing lane as well as I think they could in the NBA, especially on the same team together, because it's only going to make it stronger, I got a nickname for that possibility. I would call it the Bermuda Triangle. Now, some people would come up with the Bermuda Triangle idea being uh, maybe they don't like Kerr Rambis' idea of the triangle, that it's like a joke and all that good stuff. But no, in my case, I'd call the Bermuda Triangle the 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 uh, perimeter, possible perimeter defense, at least in the passing lane. You hope at some point they shore up the three-point shot issue. Yeah, I went extensively on that already. Um but the ball, yeah, <laughs> I got to think the ball could just disappear at times for the other teams. I mean, they could really, it could be one of the toughest teams to really get the ball down low. I mean, that kind of potential could really strengthen the interior defense because the the opponents are going to be getting the ball. The big the opposing big men won't really see the ball very much if the wolves can take away the passing lane that uh, as much as they do with that quote-unquote Bermuda Triangle possibility, and of course the explosiveness down the floor with all three of them, it's not just the possibility of 3 the three players really being able to take away the passing lane as good as anybody, but then the explosiveness down the floor with Flynn, Brewer, Turner. I mean, oh my goodness, could it get good. Could it get good. It could be a lot of fun. Um... Some people say Turner's jump shot isn't so great, but at the same time, you you watch it. Uh, yes, it is. It's pretty good. The guy plays the game smart. He knows when to go glass, when not to go glass, and all that good stuff. I mean, he just... He, when to go this way, when to go that way. The guy just... Uh, he, he gives you a lot of everything. So I had to go on about Evan Turner at this point in time, and how I think he could really be a... A real huge star for the Minnesota Timberwolves and make this team that much better in the coming years. Should the Timberwolves be fortunate enough to land the number one or number two pick, um, and of course John Wall could be that huge, huge star as well. But it's like if you get the number two pick, don't be—I mean, don't be all disappointed because you're not going to get John Wall. Because I got a feeling that Evan Turner is going to be amazing in this league. I mean, I—I I can see it. But now we'll get to that secondary idea later on. To me, it's it's obvious. I mean, both are potentially obvious. You could say, you know, the Evan Turner thing and all that good stuff. But it's more or less saying, if you do get the number two pick, don't shoot yourself saying, "Oh, we get screwed every year." Because uh, hey, you might he <laughs> might be as good as John Wall or better. He just might be. Um, but if you get the third or fourth. Now, yeah, there's Wesley Johnson who could be another really nice fit for the Wolves at that small forward spot. He might end up being a star and, of course, a buddy and teammate and the same age as Johnny Flynn. Same age as Johnny Flynn. He's a, he's a junior, which Johnny Flynn would have been this year. That would be a lot of fun and really exciting. But a guy who, again, could be extremely valuable for this team if he can continue to develop as a player. He's got the size and the defensive ability, the rebounding. He's kind of got another all around game. Now, not as good a passer as such as few big, big men are. Demarcus Cousins, Kentucky. Demarcus Cousins, 6'11. Um, I like his potential in the league. I do. He's one of those guys where people might be a teeny tiny bit down on him coming in. Not sure what to expect because he's, he's pretty raw. And he really is raw because I saw him this Sunday with John Wall. I, I watched it. I watched them t- uh, to- toil around with Florida. They took a little too long to win that game, for sure. Um, but i got to tell you, DeMarcus Cousins could really be a awesome center in the NBA. And, uh, hey, I'd be pretty excited if the Wolves wound up with him in the draft. Uh, really, any of those four guys, I'd be just absolutely pumped, to be honest. Because, you know, Wesley Johnson, as well, is pretty amazing from Syracuse. But, yeah, I mean, if... <laughs> Evan Turner or DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, you talk about filling a need. The Wolves would take the best player available and fill a need at the same time. It wouldn't be you're passing on a star to take a need. You are doing both at the same time, and uh, those needs would just be a, this team would immediately be a lot better with either one of those players, i I got to say. So just thought I'd get that off my chest and uh, let all of you know that. My little Bermuda Triangle idea, the explosiveness – The, yep, taking away the passing lane and exploding on the break um, You know, they'd probably, yeah, it'd be a little bit of gambling A little bit, Corey Brewer and all them, Flynn do that a little bit But if, if it works, it works Hey, it worked for the New Orleans Saints, didn't it? They're world champs, so <laughs> I'm not saying the Wolves would win a title anytime time In the very recent future Or recent future, in the very near future But yeah, that was kind of weird right there That was a little backwards But um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very exciting year for the wolves I think in the draft and i i gotta think they would uh i gotta hope and pray they're gonna wind up at least with the number four pick because you're gonna get at least one of those four stars then i mean you're insuring yourself of that, so we'll see how things go. who knows what'll happen maybe Derek favors will catch on uh gonna keep keep an eye on these guys closer than I ever have remember last year was closer than the previous year. <laughs> and uh, this year is going to be closer than last year. It, it really is. You know, It's getting more and more interesting every year. So I would like you guys to please call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you are calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Leave your name in town, and then do your opinion, comment, shout-out, Whatever. Uh, there you go. Timberwolves Explosion also, I don't think I even mentioned at the beginning because I'm just weird. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. <laughs> and of course on the thesportstuff.com we do have message boards. There's a button that says TSS boards on the upper right hand corner of the website. Do click on that. Then simply click register. And uh, there you go. Just have a uh, screen name that makes sense that doesn't make People think it's spam with lots of jumbled letters and such, and you'll be on board. You can join the message boards, the NBA message boards, Timberwolves message boards, NBA especially because they're very active on that website. Lots of really, really cool guys. Really cool guys. Do check them out and talk basketball. They're all, but not, not only are they cool, but they're knowledgeable. You got, you know, you got Aussie Wolf, you got Rusty, you got P Mac, you got Tarek, you got NY Buddha. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Brian Cush even finally comes back every now and then, Chicago Bulls fan. Um, do check those. Do check out the site. They're cool people to meet. Um, Clippers UK as well. Yep, there you go, Gavin. <laughs> uh, Timberwolves Explosion is also available on Timberwolvespress.com. That's right, Timberwolvespress.com. Tim, we post the show on that site as well. Do check that out. Talking Timberwolves since 2007. So that pretty much will wrap things up here on Timberwolves Explosion for this week. Thank you again for listening. And, uh, well, let's hope the Wolves can step things up here. And uh, keep watching those college games. Keep watching the college games. Enjoy March Madness as we're getting a little bit closer to that here in the coming week. And we'll find out who's number one. Ooh, Probably Johnny Flynn's club. All right. Take care, everybody.